Want to take the fast track to your career in technology? Earn your computer science degree online from Oregon State University eCampus and tap into unlimited career possibilities in any field. This 100% online program offers flexible academic plans so you can balance rigorous coursework with your life commitments. Learn more at eCampus.OregonState.edu slash rebound. That's eCampus.OregonState.edu slash rebound. Also, folks, if you want to support the show... You want to help us get great advertisers. The way to do that is to tell us a little bit more about yourself. So go to podsurvey.com slash rebound and take a quick anonymous survey that will help us get to know you a little bit better. That way we can show advertisers just how great you are. Once you've completed the survey, you can choose to enter for a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Terms and conditions apply. So it's podsurvey.com slash rebound. P-O-D-survey.com slash R-E-B-O-U-N-D. Thanks for your help. I was just saying before the show, this is the first day I think I I didn't put my watch on this morning. I kind of like, it was, you know, it's sort of, it's a holiday. I didn't really leave the house today. I was like in my pajamas till like noon. So I was like, ah, I just won't put on the watch today. And I was finding how annoying it was to have my phone buzz all the time instead of my, my watch. Instead I kinda, of your wrist I've, buzz? Well, that's the thing. I've learned what my what a wrist buzz means. But now every time there's a phone buzz, like, <laughs> oh, I got to dig the phone out of my pocket and try to figure out if that was like an important thing or an unimportant thing. So I, what I'm saying is, I, I like my Apple Watch. <laughs> Lex lives like that all the time. I don't get it's it, Lex. Exactly right. It sounds so frustrating. Oh, it's great. The frustration? Yes. <laughs> he okay. thrives on, frust- thrives on frustration. He eats frustration for breakfast. Hmm. That sounds horrible. That does sound horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound nutritious, that's for damn sure. <laughs> also that, yeah. Right. Well, it's 24 hours almost about before we kick, or sorry, before, after we kicked off our inaugural Rebound Mario Kart tournament. Yeah, we, we wanna, should probably, should probably cover, uh, recap well, did, some highlights. Do we really have a good sense of what happened? <laughs> <laughs> there were some connection errors, there was some Does, audio dropouts, I mean, about what you expect. So, so uh, my setup was, was a little flawed at the beginning. Yeah, there were some issues happening at the multi. I, I had a bad. I, I had a. I had an unfair setting. Got a bad motivator. I had a bad. Mo- <laughs> well, you know that's what they say about me. But <laughs> and then uh, and then it seems I seem as I recall we got two full like four course races done after that. Right? That sounds about right. I think you took yeah. home the bacon on the first one. I took the first one, and you you took the second one by. Sc- scooting in front of me at the <laughs> the very end of every single race <laughs> that's my strategy come from behind <laughs> i don't like that strategy uh, it's i think great it's clear me. that i am the worst <laughs> all right but i gotta say you so all right you for the before the next time you guys gotta get in some 150 cc training because none of this 50 cc shit is gonna stand no i've done i've done a lot of 150 cc okay all right it's just lex yeah yeah, well, I mostly play with Liam, and he mostly plays with on 50cc, and I don't know. The other stuff is faster. It's harder. <laughs> well, it is harder, but you know, I'll, I'll give you the counter. The, the The counterpoint is the races go much faster. True. You can you can squeeze a lot more races in because they're shorter. Okay. Well, I'll do some experimenting. <laughs> yeah, I gotta it's, it's, I gotta get yeah. Liam to be motivated up to those higher speeds. It's you know, yeah. it, it is an adjustment. I'm not gonna lie, but I th- I find the game more satisfying at the higher speeds. Like, and you don't you don't, you don't want him learning about 150 cc's on the street. <laughs> I, the, the, I mean, the reality of it is this: I literally never play by myself. 
uh, almost exclusively in playing if it's with him, and I want him to have fun. But if I can try get him to try 100 and he likes it, then he'll... The thing he doesn't like is being having his ass handed to him by the computer. <laughs> he doesn't love when I beat him, but he doesn't mind it the same way. Fair, fair. I mean, that's that's the struggles we all got to deal with in life. That's true. Yeah. Right. Well, well. Also, I think I think there is some, at least in my household. I don't know about you guys. There is a little bit of hue and cry for a for a family and friends edition, uh, where we yeah. bring bring along bring along oh, our yeah. partner of choice. Because uh, right. I got a little I got a little side eye last night. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was not. You know, you should have mentioned that before. Yeah, because... should have. That was on me. That is on me. Because um, yeah, because I was I had the I had the same question and I said no, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, I well, I, it's just yep, us. It's yep, just the host. Yeah, just the host. But apparently. We are. Uh, we all have loving family members who would love to take part. So we'll we'll do it again. We'll do it again. We'd love the... to crush us at Mario Kart. Did you ever figure out why our Twitch stream no, was I, getting interrupted? I the couldn't figure this out. So apparently, the reports of the people, and, and and certainly if you were if you were streaming and want to chime in on Twitter, you know where to find us. Uh, was that the audio from the Skype? Like basically, we were running a Skype chat, and what I was doing was running that through Loopback mixed with my mic into. Um, game capture HD, which is the software that works with the Elgato catch, capture box I've got, uh, and sometimes it, it does it mixes game audio from the pass through box and whatever audio input you specify on its own, and even like ducks the game volume when you start talking. So it's fairly sophisticated. I don't know if something didn't play well with loopback, but at some point it sounded like our oh, our audio would drop out, but the game audio would continue. Um, so yeah, if that's if I misunderstand that somebody who was watching, please let me know because uh, that's a little strange. That sounds like a game capture HD problem. Um, if it was just losing all audio, then loopback was probably doing something wacky. But it was going in and out, which is the part I don't get. Like if there's a way to disable the ducking, that feels like a potential win. Yeah, I might be able to do that for next time. I I find, need to find a better way to test the uh, the whole mixing setup because the problem at first was that I could hear like we could all hear each other, but the audio was just you guys and not me so i had to mix my mic in and then i could hear my own mic and at a delay which was maddening so yeah that uh that needed i just speaking. found playing you guys in mario kart was maddening yeah so we well I, <laughs> <laughs> eh, you know it's it's a struggle it's a struggle but it's cool i mean like the fact that, that software is literally almost one button broadcast to twitch uh, is pretty handy because i've we tried that on the incomparable with some stuff before and it always was kind of a pain compared to sort of a Google's like broadcast directly to YouTube stuff. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, I will, I will play around with that for the future, but I'll need to test out the whole audio setup because I think that's what makes it fun. Having the trash talk. That's right. That's what I was there for. (laughs) You did. You did great. (laughs) Thanks. Good. I was worried. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, we want to talk about news. Let's do it. Or near news, rather. Near news. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, rumors of rumors of various uh, Apple products coming. So we spoiled everything. Yeah. <laughs> spoiled your dinner and spoiled your the rest of 2019. Uh, Ming-Chi Kuo yep. says, now let's go, to, we go down the list. Please hold your applause until all the items are mentioned. 16-inch MacBook Pro with an all-new design. Air power and new AirPods in the first half of 2019. Uh, two new iPad Pro models, 10.2-inch iPad, and iPad Mini 5. Is that four iPad models? That's, so that's four iPads. Okay. Please do not applaud. Um, uh, 2009 
iPhones can wirelessly charge other devices. Whack. Featuring frosted glass and larger batteries. And more. <laughs> and Apple is said to release a 31.6-inch <laughs> 6K display. Getting back into the display business. And a new Apple Watch with new ceramic casing and uh, ECG support for more countries. <sighs> Ooh. N- now you may now you may applaud. Thank you. Oh, very good. For these, very good. You know, I'm these, applauding your reading, John. That was these potential for me. <laughs> these potential products. <laughs> it's a lot of shit. <laughs> it's a lot of shit. I mean, I I have a. And some of these are kind of wacky. Yeah, I wirelessly charging other devices with your iPhone. Like, yeah, um, maybe your AirPods. I guess that could kind of make sense. I think the idea is to put your phone down. You can put your AirPods on top. I really want right. to charge my iPad from my iPhone. I guess that's an option. <laughs> I'm going to charge my, my MacBook. Yeah. Okay, that's well, right. the idea that's is right. you stack the two, the iPad and the iPhone together, they charge each other. And then you're that's right. right. Oh, what it's if you put the motion machine in between them like a sandwich? Mmm. Mm. AirPod Twi- sandwich. More does, like a s'more. Yeah. Does the AirPod charge twice as fast? <laughs> it just works, guys. It unless just you works. Get the black, unless you get the black ones. Another rumor also, oh, right. also that, that right. they're going to be they're going to be available in black as well, which I, I would I would buy. You know, you know, well, that would be my preferred color, frankly. Okay, a 16 inch MacBook Pro. Yeah, okay. I mean, like with the smaller bezels, it's probably not that's that the, much yeah, bigger. Yeah, that's than the a whole thing. Like right? supposedly, like if you just cut the bezels back, you can get 16. You know, about 16 inches out of the current form factor. Right. I mean, the 12.1 MacBook is not that far off the 11 inch MacBook Air, for example. Like right, right. Yeah, and obviously the you know the the 11 inch iPad Pro is you know not that much bigger than like a 9.7 inch iPad from years ago. <laughs> so bezels. Gotta get rid of those things. Nobody likes them bezels. Nobody likes bezels. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, four iPads. That seems like a lot. Nobody likes Jeff bezels. <laughs> yeah, four new iPads. That seems kind of crazy. Oh, I mean, I guess the the new the two new Pro models. It'd just be bumps. well, no, not really. Why not would that you expected. Add, why would you add more? Oh, maybe. I mean, I guess maybe later in the year, but that seems even early. But well, at the rate that they're going now. So, yeah. frankly, if I had to pick something that I don't think is going to happen from this list, I would say the, the new iPad Pro models. <laughs> I would agree. That would seem a really fast, because those were late last year. Yeah. Yeah, I'd buy a, I'd buy a larger... I'm not even sure about the 10.2 iPad. I kind of feel like Apple is, keeps, keeps, you know, regen, like basically slightly revising the 9.7-inch for the low yeah. end of its lineup. I can't see why it would necessarily feel like we've got a put a lot more money into this thing which is kind of holding down the the, the cheap price point you know we're, we're counting these SKUs, tim well, just so, want you to know we have a big spreadsheet and we're keeping track of all the SKUs. here's my question the guy who mac rumor cites for all of these rumors does yeah. he have yeah. a good track record is he proven well this guy's been around for ming chi yeah. kuo who's been around for a long time uh and he is considered i i I rolled my eyes a little bit at the fawning nature of some yeah. of the coverage here, especially uh, <laughs> a place He's... that that uh, I know that we've all worked for at various points, which <laughs> which uh, referred to this as the Apple's best analyst just gave his 2019 predictions. And I was like, <laughs> first of all, he doesn't work for Apple, guys. That's a weird headline. Second of all, like it kind of feels like 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 giving up. Oh, well. Our job here is done. This guy said what Apple's entire lineup is, so we're going home, uh, which I find a little 
eye rolling. Uh, and he just, I mean, he got a lot of coverage though for this, and he's yeah. got a good enough track record that people are willing to believe at least some of it. He's better than, yeah, I mean, he's better than most, certainly. Yeah, I don't know. Um, he doesn't, but he does not always get everything right. Right. But, and so, yeah. but I mean, in theory, he's better than me. Let's put it that way. I, I don't mean to uh, listen. I think it's important. When I worked for MacWorld, my goal was to get as many scoops and stories as I possibly could. But like, when we say that somebody's a good analyst because they can predict what Apple's going to do, it means he's got a good source and probably just one. Right? He's got one person who is willing to tell him what's going on, who has inside knowledge. Maybe more than one. But like, that's what it comes down to. Like when when anybody is like, "Hey, I know this secret thing that's coming from Apple." It's because somebody told them. <laughs> it's not because right. they divine <laughs> it from tea leaves. Exactly. They got somebody who tells them. Well, and more to the point, I mean, then you raise the several questions, right? One. If you have a source at Apple, unless it is a very high-level source, the number of product lines that they're going to give you information on is going to be limited yeah. because most of the people don't deal across all the products. Every- you don't know what yeah. everybody else is doing. Exactly. Yeah. So you're, unless your source is in like the executive level, right? And those people don't have much of a motivation to give information to these analysts. <laughs> Like this is not a structured leak like the whole you know Apple leaks the uh, right. the iPod the iPad is under nine nine under a thousand dollars to the Wall Street Journal back in 2010 right like this is a broad set of things that doesn't really help Apple that much arguably especially if some of them end up getting proved wrong yeah yeah so I I I would still continue to take this with a grain of salt. Uh, I think well, I'm sure some of them will pan out. Well, that's the thing, but better than the house average. I mean, like better than a roll yeah, of dice. Probably. I don't know. But what? Of, uh, assuming all these rumors are true, what gets you excited? What thing are you most intrigued by? <laughs> I don't need any. I feel like somebody other than me should go first. Um, I mean, <laughs> all, all the things. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Just, like AirPods. Basically. Yeah, wait, yeah, we know. We know where John's coming yeah, from. See, so that's why I said. Of the things I'm most likely to buy, it's probably still the air power for reasons that I've discussed in the past. Well, I mean, all right, I'm going to get a new iPhone probably because I have a problem, apparently. (laughs) Uh, um, (laughs) But the rest of the things don't really have, I mean, a 31.6 inch 6K display sounds awesome, but I'm not going where I don't have literally do not have room for that. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Nor I do certainly I, don't have room for it in my budget. Yeah, not in my budget and not on my desk. Uh, I, I mean, that's the thing, kind of thing that is being rumored to go with presumably a new Mac Pro, which is supposed to be on the docket for this year at some point. Uh, and that is a fair question because what else? Otherwise, you're you're looking to buy a third party display for the Mac Pro, which is possible. But the last time Apple tried to pull that, it did not go well. Right. And I, I know I'm like perseverating on this one thing, but I'm just <laughs> the some of the stories. Like the Verge talks about how he's predicting these things. He's not predicting these things. <laughs> he's he's reporting that he believes they're going to make these things. It's a little bit different. There's a nuance there. Somebody I told, be, yeah. Somebody somebody yeah. told him that yeah. this was going to. I would be most interested in the 16 inch uh, laptop. I like gigantic laptops. I don't mind if they're heavy. Um, eh. I also use a gigantic eh. iPad. Uh, let me ask you guys this, unrelated, uh, for a moment. Have you heard about Joybird, the company behind the revolution in online furniture shopping? Uh, Joybird offers one-of-a-kind furniture made to your unique taste. Turn your ideas into reality with hundreds of styles and options. 
From mid-century modern to contemporary classics, all customizable in an amazing array of fabric choices, from rich buttery leather and plush velvets to every color imaginable. There's even a wide range of kid and pet-friendly upholstery available, as well as free personal design consultants to help nail, nail down your perfect design. And with Joybird's 365-day home trial, you can skip the furniture store and bring the showroom home. Sit on it, sleep on it, and break it in. And if you don't love your Joybird, return it for a full refund. In-home delivery is hassle-free. They'll even remove all the packing materials, and returns are free within two weeks of delivery. See how Joybird is revolutionizing online furniture shopping. Create the furniture that brings you joy today at joybird.com rebound. Go to joybird.com slash rebound and receive an exclusive offer for 25% off your first order by using the promo code, you guessed it, rebound. One last time, joybird.com slash rebound. Uh, what is a, Tom, what is a frosted glass? <laughs> I mean, first well, of all, it sounds delicious. Don't get me wrong. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's a glass with, it's glass with frosting on it. Okay. Um, all right. I'm, I mean, I'm I mean, no, it's, <laughs> you've seen frosted glass. Before. I have, but what is, why would you use this on a phone? <laughs> Is it the back? Is it the back, presumably? Not the front. That would be ridiculous. Yes, that would check be out, bad. <laughs> check out my display, my frosted glass display. <laughs> the newest, the cool new feature of the iPhone is glaucoma vision. <laughs> oh, we found the only thing better than a display is the ability to not read your display. It's really like Let's taking face that it, whole, There's a lot of really bad online content right it's now. It's taking screen time to a whole new level. <laughs> So there's more, a little more breakdown on Mac rumors of some of the other stuff he's putting in there, including, um, so no USB-C, same notch, uh, some other like, uh, wide, you know, improvements to the wireless chips, the triple camera, which has been rumored heavily, um, in terms of having the, the back of the camera, just like, or the back of the phone, just stick more cameras on there. So the whole back mm-hmm. is, a, is a camera. Better safe than sorry. A new 13-inch MacBook Pro with an additional option of 32 gigabytes, presumably of RAM. This is a <laughs> terrible graphic. <laughs> I'm sorry. the uh, The forecast of graphic is is hilariously uh, and strangely put together. <laughs> so I'm trying to. I'm sort of like trying to slightly <clears throat> interpret some of it. A uh, new iPod Touch comes with an upgraded A. P? Oh, this is podcasting uh, gold right here. <laughs> That's going to be some kind of processor. A, a processor, one of the AX chips. Oh, okay. Why wouldn't you just write that out? Exactly. Yeah. Why? <laughs> what is this? What is this bizarre just... shorthand that nobody else uses? Yeah. Well, there's the pig for the iPhone. <laughs> there's a lot happening. <laughs> kangaroo for the watch. I don't know. This. Be a rabbit. Whole thing is insane. <laughs> Some of that sounds fine. As usual with Apple, the the, the devil's in the details, right? The question is going to be implementation on all of these things. So you can you can get the the leaks about the specs for some of this, but it's not going to tell the whole story until we know how that's being presented, what the trade offs are, what the software component is like. Uh, all of those sort of you know remain major factors in how these products work. I mean, like. You know, the new iPads, as good as they've been in the past, I think most people would agree that the limitations on the iPad side are in software now. And that's not something that's necessarily going to be fixed by a larger screen size on something, right? Like, we've all gotten pretty comfortable with a larger screen. Yeah, I, I understand how that will change my iPad experience or my iPhone experience. But it's not, you know, at the end of the day, the biggest 
impact on our lives. Yeah, and certainly none of this speaks to uh, Apple sort of rationalizing the product line a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, if anything, I would, other I mean, direction. I don't think I don't think they really need to go back to uh, an incredibly simple quadrant like they had, you know, in 1998. But it is getting a little crazy. Right. Well, this this concludes both the suggestion of remount, which we've heard before, the relaunching the iPad Mini and right. a new iPod Touch, which sounds bananas well they are still those are still technically products in the lineup right now i'm not disagreeing with that but like why would you want to devote more i mean the the sheer breadth of ios devices starts to feel practically samsung-esque at that point right right so i don't know that seems like a lot of a lot of stuff uh for people i mean there, there are certainly arguments for buying multiple iOS devices. We all own multiple iOS devices, but I don't think necessarily that you're going to find people who are, I don't know. I, are there really corners of the markets that are not being appealed to? I guess, maybe. But... Uh, small phone people, yeah. But none of that helps you. <laughs> and none of that is, is part of this. It's like, it's like they're, it's like... <laughs> It's very insulting. It's like the uh, it's like the scene in the movie where somebody like shoots at the guy and then, then like shoots the silhouette entirely yeah. around them, right? Without Can hitting them. Deep on this topic for a moment. Why do yeah. you prefer that smaller phone size, John? I know we've talked about this eons ago, but I, we make frequent jokes about the fact that you love the SE size. What is it that makes you prefer it to the other sizes? Uh, I prefer the way it feels in my hand. I prefer the fact that I can easily reach all corners of the phone without like doing some sort of delicate maneuver that it makes me think that I'm going to drop it. And I just, I don't want a gigantic phone in my pocket. Where do you want a gigantic phone? <laughs> what you're saying is between you need, the sheets, you need bigger pockets is what I'm hearing. But yeah, I need a, some sort of a, Maybe, uh, yeah. that, that is a Steve jobs pitch. What I'm a hearing, dedicated jacket. Is what, what I'm I hearing need, is you need a bigger pocket, right? I'm pocketing wrong. Ah. With so, our new foldable iPhone. I get. I mean, and, and I, I don't. You, and I'm not alone. <laughs> no, no. Of course you're not. And I, I mean, use... to me, to me, I would say that this is like the biggest, un, you know, unsatisfied part of the market right now across Apple's. Other than, other than maybe like better keyboards. Yeah, people who like keyboards. People who like keyboards are definitely not satisfied right now. Um, but uh, I think now, you people used who... a larger size iPhone for a while, right? You spent a year at least with one. Of the, yeah, the I had a six. Phones. I used a six. Uh, I used a six for a year and then i used a 6s until the uh iphone se came out so like a year I, and a half right? yeah so you gave it a fair shake so i, I get it because like i'm using now the the 10s and i guess there's there are larger phones in this right there's like the 10s max or something oh yeah yeah um but the 10s like i have to do a little bit of gymnastics to get that top corner but just barely um and i don't i don't really mind it i never think to myself boy i wish this thing were small well, i think it, I, this some is why of, they make different things some of it is a different like grit you get used to it that's the thing i right. agree with you lex like Except i molts didn't yeah right? no, that's, yeah i did not do we have i mean we are we are both taller than john do we have bigger hands than john it's possible i mean you might have slightly bigger hands. my hands are not like tiny or anything yeah, but they're probably uh, they're probably they are probably smaller than yours that's well yeah okay you, you <laughs> don't consider yourself a small finger <laughs> bulgaria but that doesn't address the pocket size are your pockets bigger than mine i mean we <laughs> wear we wear bigger pants is that does that does that correlate? I don't know. I mean, I find my, I, I think it must. I actually think I, I got no this is actually a a somewhat related story to that. I bought a couple new pairs of jeans recently, and I, I walked down the street, and I actually get frustrated now because the pocket 
This is like totally a first world problem. Pockets of my jeans are actually too big because <laughs> I'll notice when I'm walking that my phone will like slide over till it's on like the front of my thigh instead of on like the side or sometimes it'll tilt in one direction which just feels like super awkward to walk when it's Dan, like it's not that kind of show <laughs> we're gonna yeah we're gonna take this offline <laughs> for the after dark i have a real pocket a, problem we're gonna need a second explicit tag on this episode <laughs> super really explicit my pockets are too big uh, but there's the explicit there's the explicit tag where you're warning people do you know like think about whether or not you want to listen to this podcast and then there's the explicit tag that says no you really want to listen to this podcast <laughs> It was relevant. <laughs> I do think they're going to make you another small phone, John. I believe it. <laughs> I hope you're right, but I, I am. Skeptical. You were famously wrong once before. <laughs> you, you'll really <laughs> to never me. forgive me. You know, to I, me. Wasn't, I wasn't responsible for what happened in that election. <laughs> that's not. Yeah, that does, that's not the point. <laughs> you assured me it was not going to happen. <laughs> and wasn't that optimism nice for a couple of days? <laughs> well, I suppose so. I, uh, I don't know that it helped that much. I, you know, it's interesting. I got into a uh, a bit of a a Twitter, let's say, discussion, uh, mm. contretemps. I don't know how to what to say, but uh, with um uh, an old colleague, uh, Rob Griffiths. Uh, Rob Griffiths oh, worked at MacWorld, and we uh, we he made a comment today about the Apple video streaming service, about how he becomes less interested in it the more he hears. And all the things he'd rather have Apple to do, like build a great MacBook Pro without a touch bar, release the new Mac Pro, create iPad OS, focus on software excellence. Now, if you don't know Rob, Rob has a reputation when even, you know, when he worked at Macworld as being kind of, you know, like a grumpy old man. And I think Rob... Resistant to change. I think Rob would agree with that 100%. (laughs) Like, I don't think he is uh, unaware that that is how he is perceived or even that that is who he is. But, you know, something about that, I guess, maybe just rubbed me the wrong way, because I feel like I, I sort of jumped in with that. Like, I don't think that's how that really works, right? Like, there's no reason Apple can't walk and chew gum at the same time. Um, and certainly, you could make the argument that at the high end somewhere, there may be a prioritization in terms of what resources are eventually allocated to one team or another. But it's not as though Apple is short on any of the resources, and it's not as though the people working on the streaming service are people who would otherwise be building keyboards. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I guess my feeling on that is I don't think that you couldn't do both, but maybe they do need to do better at other things. That's fine. Uh I don't know if you guys feel like do you do you guys have a feeling about like Apple's priorities in terms of where they stand right now and whether or not that's like something that you I'll tell you, my my answer is not exactly the same as yours. I saw that debate, and I agreed with you in general that like Apple can do more than one thing, and Apple working on a video streaming service in theory should have no impact on its ability to create a different keyboard or something else. And I think you're right that you know at some point you have to decide where resources are going to be allocated, but they have so many resources to allocate that I'm not super worried about that. I would say that I also my, my counter argument to to Rob is just that. In general, as an overall institution, Apple is typically smarter than we are, right? Because they spend millions and millions of dollars on research and development, and we don't. We just look and There's say, also like, ah, you should have made that thing bigger. Uh, <laughs> have you not seen our best. research and development budget? There's only three of us, too, and there's like a way more of them. <laughs> there's way more of them. So in general, I'm saying that collectively, like all the pundits in the world don't know all the things about Apple that Apple does, obviously, right? So, which I know is a little bit reductive and everything else, but like, so I think that if they're seeing that there is a market for this, like clearly there is a streaming market. And 
I think that there are just like there are people who for whom Spotify will never be right or who don't want to use an echo. Like there's basically the John Moltzes of the world and for Apple to just cede those, you know, areas to those people doesn't really make sense. It does make sense for Apple to continue to explore other places where it can go. And frankly, the more successful Apple can be, the better off we all are. Not that Apple has any risk of doomed doomedness anytime soon. Right. So Apple, whether they sell fewer iPhones than they used to, or fewer Macs than they used to or whatever else, like they're not going anywhere for a long, long time, but Apple having continued success means it can continue to develop other things. So I like Apple flexing its creative muscle. I don't know if I would say that Apple music strikes me as super creative. Like I think the biggest thing that they were feeling creative about was uh, the beats one radio station, or whatever yeah, it is, right. which literally yeah. nobody ever talks about ever. Uh, and maybe it's for you list is better or as good as other competitors, but like it's, it's this, it's commodity. It's the same music. A streaming video service is likely very similar. Um, it'll have their originals and then it'll just be like every other streaming service. But I don't, my, I, I think that my take is this, is that I understand why the curmudgeons among us would say, Hey, why are you focusing on this when you should be focusing on my priority instead? I think you're right, Dan, that they don't have to choose. It's not really, a, I can only do this one thing or the other thing. And like, a successful Apple that's doing lots of things overall is good. You need to have really good business leaders with their own P&Ls who can advocate for themselves and say, hey, we need to do more of this and more of that and whatever. But like uh, th- this service does not frighten me any more than other things that Apple makes that I don't use frighten me. Yeah, yeah. I'm not scared of Apple music. Yeah, I would agree with all I agree with all that. You know what I am scared of, though? What are you scared of, Lex? I'm scared that we might have some listeners who are paying high interest rates on their credit cards. <laughs> And if they are sick and tired of doing so, uh, they might want to consider consolidating multiple credit card payments down to one payment at a lower rate. If that sounds like something you should do, Lightstream is a no-brainer. Refinance your credit card balances with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream. Get a rate as low as 6.14% APR with AutoPay. The rate is fixed, so it will never go up and there are zero fees. Apply online in minutes. It's so easy, you don't even need to leave your house. You can even get your money as soon as the day you apply. Uh, Moltz, you checked out Livestream. Any thoughts you'd like to share with the class? You uh, you mentioned no-brainer. Well, I am a no-brainer, Lex, <laughs> and uh, I found I found the website very easy to understand, and I don't think anybody will have a problem figuring out uh, what they need to do in order to do this. And as I've said multiple times on this very podcast, if you have credit card debt that you're rolling over every month, you should consolidate it and get it on a payment system that is not charging you ridiculous uh, rates and the credit cards are certainly charging you ridiculous rates. So yeah. do this, this if you have rate. this problem. Want to save even more? Our listeners get an additional interest rate discount. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash rebound. L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash rebound. Subject to credit approval. Rate includes a 0.5% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash rebound for more information. That's the other thing I'm worried about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. Sense. Are you worried about uh, Huawei stealing Apple's trade secrets? <laughs> Am I? I? I don't think they're going to uh, get Huawei with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's too early to end the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I actually don't know this news story. Yeah. Um, I they, know that the uh, U.S. government apparently have made a uh, bunch of efforts to try to get Apple's trade secrets um am i reading this correctly bank fraud wire fraud and obstruction of justice oh just (laughs) to um by by um, going after the people who make um make iphones oh wow i see this now i hadn't seen the story but so yeah some leaked notes basically uh when huawei is writing to some of its vendors 
who are also Apple suppliers, the note suggests, suggest a design you already have experience with. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just shocked that they'd ever think they could get the 11 secret spices and herbs. I, I think that that seems <laughs> too hard. It's always good to know that somebody on this podcast will drag down a story by, <laughs> by making a shitty joke. <laughs> I like it when it's Dan's turn. Though. Yeah, I think so, too. It's usually you and me. Yeah, that's fair. It's I, usually Dan sharing the news. We, we, and we're us we're, we're all pulling, over. A, pulling a lot of the weight here. I will be the agent of chaos this week. <laughs> uh, Huawei, former advertiser on this show. That's true. <laughs> Probably worth mentioning. <laughs> oh, I'd forgotten about that, so that's good. <laughs> well, I just feel like, you know, when you got to do those uh, disclosures. Yep. Listen, when Gruber wrote about Eero getting acquired by Amazon, he said Eero is a frequent sponsor of this site and of the talk show. Yeah, Huawei but- has in the past sponsored the show and never will again. <laughs> <laughs> there was that part where they stole our, stole our trade secrets and the show really went downhill after that. I, the thing that bummed me out was when they launched a new podcast called The Re-Rebound. I thought that was inappropriate. But uh, other than that... Yeah, then they changed the name to The Rebound Bound. And- well, well, they contacted me and used wire fraud and I told them all of our secrets. <laughs> Uh, They're like, well, say the kinds of things you might say on another podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, sure. Here, let me tell you about the iPhone SE. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Huawei has been up to some shady shit uh, for a while. And this episode is also brought to you by Huawei. (laughs) (laughs) I was was told that would not happen. (laughs) Um, yeah, that, well, I mean, again, they've been up to a lot of shady shit. Nothing about this surprises me. Uh, there was a thing. Oh, where was it recently? There was another thing well, with the somebody stealing against stuff. Them go beyond Apple, right? So uh, yeah. I'm reading a Mac rumor story right now. But it says that uh, in addition to the bank and wire fraud issues against their CFO, they've also been indicted for lying to the government, destroying documents, um, attempting to move key employees back to China to impede the DOJ. And then they also have indictments for stealing uh, trade secrets, wire fraud, and obstructing justice for stealing robotic technology from T-Mobile in the U.S. Oh, yeah. So, I think I saw the T-Mobile thing. That was what it was. <laughs> get more. Uh, but <laughs> the, uh, they took uh, robotics for testing smartphone durability from T-Mobile. So there uh, you go. It's funny. I was just watching, uh, Kat and I watched a Australian miniseries on Netflix called Secret City, which is like a spy series. And of course, because it's in Australia, it's like mainly about Australia being kind of stuck between China and the US. So there was kind of, I feel like this is kind of linked into like some of the stuff that was happening in that in that TV show in terms of like stealing secrets. It also goes into like Australians want to put in like back doors and all their like security technology, which is an actual thing that Australian government has tried to do. Yeah. Uh right. so yeah, I, I feel like this is very much true to life. Good move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woot. Smart. <laughs> yeah. Yep. How could it ever backfire? How could it ever backfire? If you have anything to hide, then you have no reason to be worried, John. <laughs> that's that's what I've always been told. <laughs> That's why I print out everything on my phone. That's smart. That's smart. I have a mm-hmm. I have a personal anecdote to share uh, on a on an unrelated subject. Um, Please, which is oh, we're that... doing our dotes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about it for a minute. That was the worst part. Uh, recording late at night is tough. Um, no, I I um, so I've had this uh, intermittent issue with my Mac Mini. I have a 2012 Mac Mini, and every once in a while, I would start it up, and it would give me the circle with the slash through it, which means can't find a Mac OS installation. 
and usually after a reboot or two, it would come around. Uh, it failed to come around <laughs> this week, uh, and will no longer boot. And as I discovered after finally getting into the recovery partition, it's because it sees the solid-state drive that I installed several years ago to make my own Fusion drive. Uh, that solid-state drive now registers as 33 kilobytes, which is not not what it was. <laughs> but uh, that should be enough for anyone. Should be enough for anyone. Uh, so I cannot l- basically boot or get any of the data off that because it's a Fusion drive, so it's one volume spread across two drives, one of which is now 33 <laughs> kilobytes. So... I hope you have a backup, Dan. I do. I have many backups. So I'm not, this is why I'm not like super panicking because that's yeah. my canonical data store. And I have both a local super duper clone as well as, as Backblaze. I have a new SSD Samsung SSD sitting here that I'm planning on installing. But then I, I'm a little frustrated because installing things in the Mac mini for the hard drive is a pain in the ass. As I learned the first time I opened it up because the hard drives are at the oh, top yeah. of the case and you have to go in through the bottom, which means you got to remove literally everything right um and very carefully unscrew things and disconnect wires and shit like that so right. uh, i was talking to jason Stell about this last week and he suggested oh you should put in a better like heart spinning disc hard drive in there because ironically the spinning disc drive was not the thing that died even though it's <laughs> six years old <laughs> wow. uh and then the problem is i i was just like i'm not sure i can find it i'm not even sure can you even buy spinning disk hard drives? Um, yes, you can. You can, but trying to find one in the right size and the right capacity, I was like, I don't even know what vendor to buy from these days. So I'm not sure if I'm going to do that or not. But um, also, it's like I am running because I use a super duper clone that has to be. It has to be that drive has to be as large as, if not larger, than the drive it is cloning for obvious reasons. Uh, and I had to upgrade that backup drive at one point because it was too small. It was like a one terabyte drive, and because I put the solid state drive in, it was backing up 1.2 terabytes of information, which obviously it's not going to be able to fit. Uh, so I, I've heard a lot of people complain about uh, hybrid drives. Yeah, they're and not. I'm wondering if it's if it's really worth your effort to do that, or if it's just better to put the operating system on an SSD and then everything else on uh, a spinning hard drive. Yeah, that is an option. Or or get like a really big, big SSD because yeah. they're like not that expensive anymore. That's the that is the other option. Yeah, or uh, just do all your computing on an iPad, or <laughs> or print it all out like I do, <laughs> or buy a new <laughs> Mac Mini. <laughs> Uh, which is that's actually, yeah. it's that's actually really, a that's the winning money do. right there and then send me the 2012 mm, mac mini i'm very happy with my 2012 <laughs> mac mini i agree with you john that the fusion drives are uh not always the most reliable though i will say in this case i think it's mainly down to after doing some digging and talking to some people that particular ssd drive seems to have some known jankiness to it um so I think it was possibly that drive that went terribly awry. Technically, that drive was under warranty, and I could probably return it for another drive. But if they're just going to give me another shitty drive, that seems like a bad idea. Yeah, really. Well, I don't know. How many years was it? Uh, it's only like a couple of years old. It's under. Oh, okay. It's got like a three year oh, yeah, warranty. The other, one was, the other one was six years old. Yeah, yeah the hard. I mean, it's it's a twenty twelve. That's now. the one that came in it uh, was in it when you yeah, bought it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, a, yeah. it's the standard drive that's in there. So yeah. Uh, I mean, I understand, you know, arguably there is a, a good reason to just replace that with like a faster SSD, but like I got to open up the whole thing anyways, and the drive still works. So yeah, that's a question of pain now or pain later or possibly pain now and pain later. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's the way I like to Anyways, do it. Anyways, I wanted to share my terrible tech. I had a bad technology day a couple, mm-hmm. like, like last Thursday or something, where it's like everything started kind of going crazy. Uh, and that was like the, the, the icing on the cake was the Mac Mini dying. Uh, but the biggest impact on my it's life It's a glass. That, it's the icing on the glass. Sorry. The icing on the frosted glass. Uh, <laughs> the biggest downside from that mainly right now is that my Plex is offline. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, this must be your Plex machine. <laughs> yep. 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 Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, that's been fun. At some point, Danny, you got to switch to that sweet, sweet uh, network dash storage device solution instead. <laughs> I keep thinking about it, but... Yeah, I like having not it. doing it. I do because so I, does the NAS does the NAS do a Plex all on its own? It can. I, I mean, I don't use Plex, can. but okay, it uses um, some kind of universal plug and play situation where various devices, including Roku and just my regular dumb smart TV, like it is a smart TV but an older one, um, can all see it. And they're like, "Hey, do you want to watch any of the stuff that's on there?" Yeah, Plex can hook into. I believe um, they make stuff that works with many popular nas solutions i think the issue for me is i like having i have stuff that runs on the mac mini as like a server um like a vpn and stuff like that so that is handy but it is probably overkill for some of that so yeah i don't know it's also i realized uh i'm glad that i did not (laughs) it's still running like sierra (laughs) so i'm glad that i did not have that problem rear its head when i was trying to update to like mojave or something or else probably would have been even more fucked probably yeah yep you still got time for that thank god (laughs) i will say as a pro tip to folks who are considering using network dash storage devices i use one from western digital um i uh, using the official western digital app sometimes to browse like if i'm out to dinner and i'm thinking about hey kids do we want to watch a movie tonight when we're home um uh, i will load up the wd app the western digital app to see what's there like and it would, it would often tell me hey i lost the internet connection and then i realized it only tells me it lost the internet connection when i navigate into one folder within that drive and it only does so with the folder that has too many movies yeah, in. Okay. so at some point oh, yeah. i have to break that down into subfolders uh, which i haven't yet done and i'm thinking about doing so That's but that is idea. my pro tip i also think that uh it'd be okay if we had better error messages <laughs> just gonna yeah. that there too yeah, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that, actually. This morning, I got up, and I went to... I'd gotten the notice that the Canary was offline. And, like, it happens sometimes that it, it gets knocked offline or whatever, so I didn't think much about it. And then I went into the kitchen, um, and the Sonos One was not... was immediately giving me, like, if I asked for something, it would immediately be like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't take queries right now. I was like, oh, this is weird, So I'm using my phone on the Wi-Fi network. And then I walked into the living room, and the Harmony was offline. But then the other Echo was online, and all the computers and the Apple TV were online. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Why is half the stuff on the network out? <laughs> Don't know what. Restarted the router. Everything seems fine now. But that was super weird. <laughs> I actually had an issue a week or two ago where I came home from work, and the kids were telling me that some of their Sonos speakers were not online. But other Sonos speakers were online. Interesting. And when you go through the Sonos connection process it's like wait for a white uh, wait for the flashing green light and you say well it's actually solid white and says oh well then that device is already online but it's not showing to you and uh, you know i power cycled one and it came back and it was visible and i power cycled the next one and nothing happened and i was like well i could try to figure this out but let's see if sonos wants to help so i called sonos's 800 number and it's like hey 
you're waiting to talk to us and you're on hold, you'll get faster support if you tweet at us. You'll get response in minutes if you tweet at us, but you can keep holding if you want for another 45 minutes. So I stayed on hold and I tweeted at them and they tweeted back within a couple of minutes. And uh, eventually I hung up because they were tweeting so much and they helped me. <laughs> and basically what they said was, all the Sonos's are online, but they're not working like you say, because you send them your diagnostic. And they're like, uh, restart your, your, you have some kind of mesh router system, which is correct. I have Amazon's Eero, <laughs> which was busy trying to hear everything happening in my house. Hence it got confused, uh, exactly. but just restarting the Eero, uh, fixed all the sonuses. So yeah. if you're having networking problems <laughs> at home, restart those routers, yeah, turn it off and on again. <laughs> yeah. We invented that here at the rebound. That's why we call it the rebound. They now talk about that on the rebound bound. <laughs> Oh, I think we should turn. I think we should turn this podcast off and turn it back on again. <laughs> I don't think we should turn it back on again. <laughs> 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 uh, it's funny because we're terrible. <laughs>